everyone, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Shay Unfolding. Um, yeah, look, it's been a really, really long time since I've recorded anything or used my podcast platform um, to the point that I probably even forgot about it, that I had one. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you definitely forgot that I had one, and that is completely fair enough. Um, this year has been different, challenging, rewarding, empowering, all of the above um, in so many ways. And I guess I kind of want to just give everyone a bit of an update as to what's been going on in my life because it seems that people still want to know and seem to care. Um, I guess one of the reasons that I've been so MIA from this particular medium, so, you know, over the last sort of year, 18 months even, has been that um, I think I'm just a creative person who when the creative muse is alive, I like to create stuff. And when it's no longer there, I I don't. And even though podcasts and storytelling and content creation is so methodical these days, it just doesn't necessarily work for me and my style. Um, and the more I try to become methodical and, and not so much logical, but just try to plan out content and try to follow recipes and formulas that have worked for others in the past, I I lose my way. Um, so I think, you know, as this kind of little audience of you guys kind of started to grow, I... I lost that a little bit. Um, I create when I create and I don't when I don't want to. And the more I try to harness that and push that into a certain box, the the worse it gets really. Um, so I figured, you know, I think it was March that I last recorded something and, you know, given that it's the end of the year and we're all hoping for a uh, healthy and happy and prosperous 2022. Um, I guess I thought I should tell you what I've been doing the last 12 months, basically. So right now, let's just start with where I am. I am, I'm living in Sydney still. I'm living in, uh, in Potts Point in the Eastern suburbs. I'm about a kilometer away now from my sister, which is pretty cool. And she and I have really managed to, you know, rekindle our relationship over the last 12 months since me moving here from Brisbane. Um, I have been studying at university. I've been doing my master's in curating and cultural leadership. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have no idea what that is. And that is, again, fair enough. I didn't when I started. I am still modeling, although it has been slow given the current, you know, climate, I guess. And that's fair enough. I'm not exactly the most important person in the world for casting directors or producers at this time. Um, and the more that I've been studying at uni and understanding uh, cultural moments, the more I've really come to accept that, I guess. Um, although I think I've got an interesting story to tell, and I think some of you guys agree with that, there are far more important stories that need telling than mine. And uh, this has been certainly a year of just learning those stories, I guess. And understanding my own value, yes, 
But I think having a few tastes of humble pie along the way as well, um, that's been probably one of the best takeaways, I guess, from this year. It's been just accepting that, you know, definitely not the centre of the universe. And uh, I think that's pretty obvious for us all to say that, but, you know, I've grown up with a lot of privilege. I have been privileged in my transition as well. Um, although there have been moments of difficulty and there have been moments of pain and shame and loss and regret, um, you know, in my life, I have been privileged for it. And um, I think this year has really brought that home a lot more, just how important others' stories are that need to be told out there, how many there are. Um, and I really owe it a lot to, to going back to uni, basically, you know, learning. Um, we don't know what we don't know. And I think education definitely plays a massive role in that. Um, and so does just, you know, cultural um, creativity, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a documentary. I think, you know, this year I've really wanted to understand how I can use my voice and, and use the part of me that isn't just a physical object, you know, my body. How can I use that part of me and... Um, add value to the conversation. And I think there was certainly a moment, um, well, moments really, last year where I felt like I wasn't really adding anything new to the conversation. And that's why I wanted to shut up, basically. Um, it's very easy for me to talk, but I, this year it's been a lot harder because I've had to be a lot more self-aware of, well, what am I talking about and, and why am I talking about it? And yeah, I just needed to go back to school basically a little bit and I still am. And, you know, university has been incredible for me and it turns out I'm, you know, pretty decent at it. So I found a real outlet, I guess, for for my thinking, for my thoughts and, you know, can be recognised for, for aspects of myself other than just my phys physicality. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want to be recognised for my physicality and my, you know, ability to perform in front of a camera because I absolutely do and, you know, more than ever. Um, when it comes to, to training, I've had, you know, maybe three, I would say, different styles of training that I've really gone through this year or four if I include where I started at the start of the year. Um, but I started the year training you know, doing things like boxing and Pilates um, and a bit of stretching when I moved back down to Sydney because, you know, I wasn't able to work out with my old my old trainer back in Sydney, um, back in Brisbane, sorry. Um, and, you know, that was a lot of fun, learning learning how to box properly and, you know, working out with a trainer a couple of, time, couple of times a week, going to Pilates as well. Um, and I started to get probably a little bit too into it. I would say, whereby I was going away from the, you know, the aesthetic goals that I was after. Um, I think I was 
really starting to enjoy it. And then we had the the lockdown here in Sydney back in June or July, whenever it was. Um, and, uh, you know, I couldn't go to that gym anymore. I couldn't, I had to stop doing Pilates as well. Um, and it really forced me to think about, well, how do I stay fit? So I did what a lot of people probably did. I got, um, an indoor bike and I just rode a lot. I watched a lot of cycling events on TV. Um, you know, it was the height of the Tour de France and the, the Volta d'Espagna and all the other um, European Grand Tours. So I just immersed myself in, in cycling culture, I guess. Um, there's no other better way to describe it. Um, you know, I was riding pretty much an hour every day. I was using different apps and was getting better and stronger at it and really enjoyed it. Um, and I, that lasted about 12 weeks, I think. And it did keep me sane during lockdown. Um, there's no, no question about that. Um, but you know, when we came out of lockdown, it was like, well, now I can go outside. Let's, let's see if I can run again. Maybe all this cycling has made me a better runner. Um, and yeah, it, it had my, my cardiovascular system had gone up, had improved dramatically and I was way fitter than I'd ever been in my life up until that point. Um, not only that, all the, the cycling in a very fixed mechanical way kind of realigned a lot of my joints and a lot of my muscles properly. So, you know, my legs were a lot stronger. So when I did start running on the treadmill again and, and trying to do 5Ks, um, I, I didn't get uh, joint pain. I didn't wake up the next day feeling really sore because my, my ankles were working properly and my foot was working properly. So I think for me that was, yeah, definitely time well spent. Loved going down the rabbit hole of the world of cycling. Learned a lot, rekindled an old love because I used to do it a lot as a kid. Um, and then it gave me this newfound appreciation, I guess, I guess for, um, you know, endurance sports. Um, and I've now been able to take that into a bit more of just, just running. So that's kind of just an update, you know, on how I've been training lately. There's nothing really super amazing about that as someone decides to blast music in the laneway below me. Um, but yeah, I think I'm very happy and very comfortable with how my training is progressing and everything that I've learned and practiced over the last few years is certainly starting to come into its own. And um, yeah, so that's that kind of that aspect of myself there. Um, the biggest challenges this year, uh, there have definitely been a few. I still haven't been able to master intimate relationships on any level. It is both, I guess, it's lonely, I guess, in that way. Um, but at the same time, it gives me so much space and freedom to do all these other things that I'm, I'm doing. I, you know, was joking with a friend the other day. Well, probably wasn't so much of a joke for either of us, but we 
you know, when you, you're not focusing on relationships or when you're not in relationships with someone else, then you do spend a lot of time by yourself. And if you are someone who, you know, is like me, who likes to create things and um, can't sit still and can't keep their mouth still, I guess, or their hands still, um, you you do a lot with your time. And that's kind of been this year. I've really only been able to re. Uh, connect with one person since moving to Sydney and that has been my sister and you know we've definitely gone beyond just our sibling relationship and we've moved to far more um, you know friends basically and we spend a lot of time with each other four or five days you know a week um, at different moments just going for a walk or catching up um, I've become her personal trainer as well, which is kind of helps me live that lifestyle, you know, vicariously through her. Um, she wanted some help and I could offer it to her. So that's kind of been how we've been training together and working together. Um, but yeah, coming back to coming back to relationships, there was, you know, certainly a a key moment at the start of the year that really just, you know, woke me up and and shook me a little bit. Um, And really just purely my own fault, no no fault of anyone else's at all. Um, I just became attached to someone and that, and that's really, you know, let's just call it what it was. That's, that's basically what it was. Um, And it forced me to do other things with my life. It forced me to, to think about what I wanted to study. And that led me to doing some graphic design course courses. Um, I started a diploma in graphic design, which then led me to, didn't finish it at all, just did like one subject and realized that it was, it was good enough for me to want to pursue the, you know, that aspect a little bit more in my studies. But um, I wanted to go to another uh, institution and leverage the, the uh, my past degree, my, my bachelor's degree. So I managed to squeeze my way into a master's program instead of a diploma. Um, but that really was kind of the catalyst for that moment. Um, modeling wasn't happening the way that maybe, you know, my manager um And I thought it would when I moved down to Sydney. We took a lot of meetings with the the major agencies here in Sydney. And the reality was I wasn't what they were looking for. And they didn't know how they could market me. They didn't think that my portfolio was uh, experienced enough given my age. And, yeah, it was definitely a moment of... And I think, if anything, I definitely had a lot of doubt that, you know, this is kind of the end. Well, where do we go to? What happens now? We can't really, no no agency wants us. Um, Have I really just wasted all of that time and money and resources on trying to build a modeling career? And there's only so many agencies in in Sydney and in Australia, and we've kind of exhausted all our options, despite some positive feedback but you know no contracts came out of it um so there was just a lot of I moved to Sydney with 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 like two main goals one was to get signed by a a Sydney agency and the other was to 
um, deepen this relationship with this particular person. And within the space of, I don't know, six weeks of arriving here, uh, neither of those things happened. Yet, in hindsight, it was the best thing for me Um, because, like I said, it forced me to go to uni. And by going to uni, I've been able to appreciate other people's stories far more than my own. I've been able to uh, learn about both design, art, uh, curating, understanding, cultural leadership, and um, all sorts of things. Sorry, my computer's just... Um, and it's just kind of taught my taught me a little bit more about what my my role and responsibilities are using the skills and experiences um, and desires i guess that that i have at the moment so that was the first thing and then the other one was just really accepting that you know how attached i became again to someone else and even though I didn't think I was, you know, in hindsight, it's pretty evident that I was. And I do do a, sincerely apologize to that person. Um, but, yeah, that was, that really shook me. I'm not going to lie. And my sister can certainly be a testament to that of how <laughs> emotional I was for a couple of days. And, uh, yeah, it took me a while to get over. But I'm very grateful that I did, obviously. Um, but coming back to where I'm at now with intimate relationships, it's just still such a, such a non-event. Um, and I don't know why, I don't know if it's just not in my cards as it were. Um, it, I don't think it's just because I'm trans. It, it could be, um, (laughs) but maybe I just put out a different vibe than, uh, a cis woman or a cis guy even I don't know what it is but it's yeah it's it's still very far and few between I guess um and but as I said before I don't even know what I would do in a relationship like if I had someone sitting here with me right now I wouldn't be able to make this recording I wouldn't be able to go to the gym for two hours a day I wouldn't be able to eat the food that I eat that keeps me looking the way that I look. Um, So, you know, from a priorities perspective, it's like, well, as much as I would like to be intimate physically with someone again, because it has been a couple of years now, um, I don't know where I'd fit fit into their life and I don't know how they would fit into my life. So anyway, that's kind of my perspective on that Um, because I know a lot of people who do listen to this podcast like that conversation those conversations that I've had in the past about my sexual experiences and yeah it's basically it's not clickbait but it's certainly a topic that people are interested in for various reasons Um, and the reality is I am terrible at that aspect of my life Um, or at least it's just not my time so say la vie I guess but when it comes to, you know, what I've been doing as a result of all that freedom, it's, yeah, been painting again this year. That's been a massive highlight. I've done six, seven canvases, I think, um, all different, but all, you know, still very much, you know, my style and 
things that I enjoy, uh, you know, making and sharing. So that's been fantastic. I've refined, I guess, how I, my routine, how I live my life. Um, I'm very happy with that at this moment. Um, and yeah, one of the, the, the biggest highlights, I guess, was, was getting signed by an agency. In the end, it just didn't wasn't one of the ones that we interviewed for. It wasn't the one one yeah, it wasn't one that was on our initial radar. Um, it happened by complete chance of me looking at an Instagram post one day and seeing a post um, in either L or Harper's, I think it was, um, and it featured Ellie Goldstein. I hope that's her name. I hope I got that correct. Who is a, um, she's a model who has Down syndrome and she was featured, I think, wearing Gucci in this particular editorial and it just made me think, I wonder who her agent is. And, you know, a bit of research and a bit of background found out, I discovered that her agent was uh, Zebedee Talent, who I quickly found out specializes in diverse physical representation, um, including trans women and trans men and non-binary. So I sent them my portfolio and basically the rest is history and hopefully will be history because, um, yeah, that's now who I am signed with. So that goal of coming to Sydney and getting signed by a major international agency has happened. It just, like always, didn't happen the way that I or anyone else expected. Um, now, at first it was kind of like, oh, that seemed a little bit too easy. Um, but I was exactly what they were looking for, which I couldn't say was the case with the other agencies. I was exactly what they weren't looking for. So it's nice to be, well, it's not just nice. It, it's it's fantastic. It, it's really um gratifying I guess to be appreciated and recognized by by people for for my story and for my experiences I guess and aims as well but not you know shortly after signing with Zebedee I well not I Sydney we went into lockdown so all of a sudden any chance of um you know, going to castings was pretty much cut short straight away. That said, I did do a few self-takes at home, which were difficult at first, to say the least. Um, one of the things I've learned over the last six months um, has been how important it is these days that if you are wanting to be a fashion model or an actor or any kind of performer or content creator, you need to know how to make that stuff at home more than anywhere because, how you know, we've all spent so many hours by ourselves in our own rooms over the last two years um, and I don't really see that changing. I see it just being a lot more infrequent. Um, but, yeah, I had to learn photo editing. I had to learn all these different how to take self-portraits and that's not what I signed up for modeling. It's not what I signed up for originally. So there was a steep learning curve. 
Um, but eventually got there and submitted a few casting tapes and videos for some commercial work here in Sydney, um, especially once the last lockdown lifted. And then about a month ago now, so just towards the end of the year, I had a surprise email one morning from my my new agent and she basically, yeah, she said that I, if I wanted to do a particular job that I could could do it. It was for an underwear brand and I will, I'll keep their name out of it for now, but I'm sure they would in the future be more than happy for me to talk about it. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was my first paid job and I will wait for all the imagery from that shoot to come out and make sure that they're happy for me to share that experience with others. But all I can say, it was, you know, fantastic. It was an incredible experience. It was memorable. Um, I'm sure I will remember it for a very long time. And it was just great to be back in front of the camera because all of the, uh, I hadn't done any photo shoots basically for over a year. And that was really starting to eat away at my confidence in my ability to not only perform in front of the camera, but, you know, in the idea that I have this desire to be an international model with a voice. Um, And I don't mean singing voice because I can't sing for shit. Um, But just getting that job, just getting runs on the board to use one of my you know, cricket analogies. Um, It just gave me so, and has, given me so much confidence and belief again. And it really has encouraged me over the last uh, month or so to to re-investigate what is it that I've already done and to acknowledge my achievements because I think it's so easy for us all, but, you know, especially for me, because I like to create things so consistently or be them sometimes rushed, um, I I often forget what I've done. And, yeah, I haven't even mentioned the fact that this year I released my my memoir, um, my, my book, I guess, my autobiography, um, because it was just not one of the major highlights of the year really. Um, it's out there. I not overly happy with it, to be honest. I think, you know, one day I should definitely rewrite it and change a lot of how I saw things um, at that time. And it's certainly missing a lot of um, aspects to my life. And maybe I've made some people come across negatively um, and some others not negatively enough. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I did release that earlier this year and it just didn't feel like, I don't know. I think because I'm always reassessing and understanding who I am, um, things that I do in the past, I often move on from quite quickly. And that was just another aspect of that. And when the modeling side of my life wasn't, you know, going all guns blazing like we had maybe imagined and certainly hoped in moving to Sydney, I I lost focus or I lost belief really. I, I just became 
unsure that this was where my journey was going. And I was accepting of that because I think you have to be willing to adapt and move on and and um, and understand that how life plays out isn't exactly how we plan it to play out. So when things don't go according to what I hope, um, there's certainly a bit of a moment of rebound whereby you, whereby I, you know, get emotional, um, but then I quickly overcompensate and just move on. And I think that happened with my modeling whereby I just went, okay, well, this isn't happening now. Let's refocus. So getting that job at the end of the year, albeit relatively, you know, unknown to a lot of people at this moment, um, yeah, it hopefully will have it certainly has changed my perspective on my situation in this very moment. So there is a lot to talk about, I guess. Um, I haven't really gone into detail on anything there, so that's kind of more just a roundup of my year. Um, but I've only got 50 seconds left of my little podcast recording on Anchor. Um, and yes, Thank you for listening and I will talk to you when I talk to you. Bye, guys.